Hey, Chloe, is voting actually that important? You know what? It's vital. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. life. We're so glad to have you with us today. We are going to jump into a great topic today that's super important and relevant to today, and that is voting. Tell us what's up today, Maddie Grace. Yeah, so first we'll tackle a history of voting, where it came from, why it was invented, how that was handled at first, and then we'll go straight into why it is important to vote, why voting is essential to maintaining our democratic republic. And then after the break, we'll get into taking voting seriously, being well-informed with that, and we'll talk a little bit about voter ID laws in there as well. So let's get right into it. Chloe, history of voting. Where did this all come from? You know what? Voting is coming straight from ancient Greece and Rome. Um, The first elections that we know of date back to um, Euphors of Sparta in about 754 BC under the mixed government of the Spartan constitution. So this is a very um, Greek idea, voting for the people that are going to rule over you. Um, They had pure democracies back then, which meant every vote, um, every person voted for every every category um, and every every person that they put in the election. So it was a pure democracy. Um, People vote, all people voted on all issues. You know, there's a really interesting term here called ostracism. Maddie Grace, do you want to dive into what that means? Yeah, so while we were looking at the history of voting, we came across this this thing called ostracism. And what it is, it is happening in, in Greece, and it's kind of like a negative election. So what would happen is back then, the only people who could vote were male landowners, um, as that was honestly with a lot of history. But male landowners would vote on which political leader or candidate they wanted to be exiled for the next 10 years. And we found this information from the Smithsonian uh, Magazine website. But is that not crazy? It's they would so have elections weird. to exile people. Imagine if we had that, like, nowadays in modern-day America. It's so dangerous. That would be crazy. It, like, especially now with the, um, with the cancel culture. Right. Right. You just have this mob, like, oh, let's go exile this guy for 10 years. Let's go exile this guy. We right. would have no politicians left. Yeah, literally. Which, so I mean, true. that would be very interesting. That would be so interesting. Where would they go? Just, like, I don't know. Like, where would you go if you were ostracized? I don't know. We could, like, use one of our territories, make it the, like, exile island. They could all move to Greenland. That's true, but I don't know if the people of Greenland would want them. There's a lot of room there for them. But anyways, I would love to see these elections go down. (laughs) That's right. Such an interesting story. Um, But just kind of a background of of what voting used to be and and what it was about. So um, specifically in the United States, paper ballots were first used in 1629 uh, to select a church pastor in Salem, um, Massachusetts. Um, Salem is a very important town in the beginning of the United States, but... um, yeah, you could, uh, at first it was just, like, scraps of paper, but eventually, like, political parties grew, and then partisans began printing ballots to support their candidates. It's great. Um, but just kind of a quick timeline. Um, in 1789, the Constitution set the voting rights um, for male, white, 
I mean, well, not necessarily. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, for male white property owners, age 21 and older, um, by the 1830s, the property requirements began to ease. So those that didn't own necessarily a piece of property could still vote. Um, I think this is an interesting fact about voting that only landowners could vote, and I think it's something we'll have to touch on later as well. But it gave um, the citizen a certain amount of responsibility and interest in the nation, and that is why um, they wanted landowners to vote because landowners were there for a long time. They were long-term people. They were there to set down their roots, and they they cared about the community and the survival of it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an interesting, interesting fact about voting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they were invested in the country. Right. Obviously, they owned this land. They were invested in it, meaning they knew that these landowners would mm-hmm. want the best for the future. You know, I've actually talked to just different people recently who actually think that maybe we should bring this back. I, I mean, which, I see it. I actually really which, do understand it. Yeah, I can see where, like, both sides coming from, but I think uh, there are a lot more people than you would think who would consider this giving this a try again just putting that out there but it would be a lot more difficult I think in today's day and age because of you know um apartments yeah just how our society it doesn't really work like that anymore but I love the idea of it because the concept the concept because it's that that common interest that um long-term focus and that long-term goal of why like voting and and you know like you're gonna care about what goes on in your city if you have a piece of land that could be affected by it you know if taxes are gonna go up if the person who's voting it in is gonna like take away your land to build a highway like it's important. exactly yeah I think there are a lot of people who are really concerned I mean even if it doesn't look like a property requirement to vote but some sort of way to show that you truly are invested in this country you know I was talking to someone else the other day who had the idea that we have something similar to the American citizenship test. When and when a U.S. citizen turns 18, they have to take a test to see, just like the same basic questions, what are the three branches of our government, like we talked in a previous segment. Mm-hmm. But just some to, way to show, like, you actually have the best interest for our yeah. country. So, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that's recently right. that really, um, that, that's something they're concerned about. And I think that's a valid concern. I think it is, because as voters, we have the ability to create the government that we have in office. So, um, yeah. So jumping back into that history there, kind of got a little sidetracked there, but um, by 19 or 1890, uh, Wyoming was beginning to, oh, you know what? I totally skipped over one here. <laughs> Very important date. In 1870, the 15th Amendment was passed, which extended voting rights to Afri- African-American men. Very big time in our country. Um, and then you have in 1890, um, Wyoming passed a law that allowed women to vote. And then quickly following that, you have the 19th Amendment granted, um, giving, giving women the right to vote. Um, in 1940, the American Indians are recognized as citizens um, and allowed to vote thereafter. In 1964, the 24th Amendment is prohibiting poll taxes. Um, in 1965, there's a Voting Rights Act that protects minority voters. And in 1971, um, the 26th Amendment lowers voting age to 18, which personally I love because I can vote and I love it. I know. I'm so excited. Um, I just turned 18 this past March, and I remember I got to vote in my first election in May. That was so fun. Just, like, looking at all the candidates, um, learning what they were about, all the different things we had to vote on, getting to research that, and then getting to go in and get my little I Voted sticker. That was such a cool experience. I remember I got... um, 
my voter ID in the mail once, like after after I turned. I like literally registered to vote the day of my birthday, and I like sent a video to all my friends. I was like, I'm I'm a registered voter now. It was great. I was really really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing that's amazing to me, looking back at those dates you just read, is how much progress we've made in really such a short period of time on the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, you know, our country started out and we had white male landowners voting, but that was on, what, 250 years ago? Mm-hmm. And in that time, we've granted, um, we've secured the right to vote for all people, you know, and even just women getting the right to vote in 1920 i mean that was 102 years ago i mean mm-hmm. to us that seems like a long time but when you look at the grand scheme of just the whole world like history that's really not that long ago which is crazy it's so cool that we've made so much progress yeah i also think it's interesting in the beginning that they did have only you know men vote um i can also see where they're going with that too the the man was the provider of the family and he was the one that had the the interest of the family and the family would necessarily follow after that. However, I don't agree with it, but I definitely could see why they were the ones that had the property and mm-hmm. you when know. You, yeah, when you look at the context of the times, yeah, you can more better understand where they were coming from with that. I mean, like right. Chloe said, we don't necessarily we don't really agree with that, but mm-hmm. when you do look at the context of the times, it is it makes it easier to see where they were coming from. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to note um, in the Declaration of Independence, there's just this beautiful quote, um, and it kind of just outlines the responsibility of the governed, of the people that can vote. And um, I just want to read a little bit of this here, of the beautiful document of the Declaration of Independence. It says, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. I'm going to move down here to uh, a beginning of the next paragraph. They say, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, It is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Long quote there, but really important ideas here that are are rooted in the founding of our nation, and that's that all men are created equal and that we all have equal responsibility to keep our government accountable. Yeah, exactly. One like, phrase there that really stood out to me was the phrase, deriving their just powers mm-hmm. from the consent of the governed. Um, you know, we'll, ta- we'll touch on that a little bit more later whenever we're talking about um, the importance of voting and, like, the responsibility of voting. But that part just really stuck out to me because it doesn't say voting, like, specifically in that term mm-hmm. voting, but that's what that is. That's how we show our consent. And so you see from the very beginning, the very founding of our country, they had this in mind. We've all often heard like the separation of powers, checks and balances among the three branches of government, but mm-hmm. we are included in that too. I mean, we Absolutely. are a democratic republic and it's amazing to see how the founders incorporated that 
in their founding document. I mean, this was even before the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. That was when they said, we are a country. I mean, this is what we are going to build our entire country on. Mm-hmm. And it's been there and we're still utilizing those things today. Yeah. And I, I think that's it's beautiful, too. Like it's giving it's giving the power to the people here that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. Um, and that's that's a really radical idea, I think. And um, but it's giving that power to the governed and the the people that can vote and that have the power um so we are that we are the people that get to put our leaders in office we have the ability to issue referendums and have new elections and if we're unhappy with a law you know we can talk to our representatives about that we can call them up we can be involved in the in the political process and that that is our that's our job like we need to be keeping these people accountable um and I just love that that comes straight from the founding of our nation. That's not a new idea. Exactly. I think it's important to note, too, that a lot of these ideas we're talking about are things that have become so commonplace to us, like talking, like just voting or Mm -hmm. freedoms in general. It's just so normal to us because it's what we've always known. But it is important to point out that that's not the culture that our founding fathers grew up in that is not what was circulating around the globe whatsoever there i mean this group of people the colonies they had just separated from england a monarchy Mm -hmm. in fact that was a lot of what was going around the globe at the time and this concept of being ruled by the people you know as abraham lincoln said in his gettysburg address a government of the people by the people for the people Mm -hmm. absolutely he was just reiterating that concept that the founding fathers built that on but that was so radical at the time. It was. I mean, nobody anywhere was doing that. It was America was making milestones, setting examples. It was. We saw, like, right after that, the French Revolution tried to mimic that a little bit. They ended up setting up a democracy. Their revolution um, didn't work as well after, I think, just because it was a lot more hasty than ours. And the their setting up of the government after that, it wasn't... Um, as well thought out and well planned as ours, you know, I mean, in America, we were circulating these ideas for 10 years prior, but right. we really, the founding fathers were like setting milestones there. Yeah, they really were. I mean, you didn't see that. Um, you, you have Greece using democracy and voting. You have the Roman Republic and then the Roman Republic is overthrown and throughout the rest of history, it primarily was monarchies or or dictatorships you know in the middle middle ages you had the feudal system with the lands the, the lords and the um the knights and stuff and yeah it's you that was a really radical idea but they uh the founding fathers studied um history and and looked at the nations of the past and said what can we do to institute a government that isn't going to just become a one-man rule but that the people are having a say in in the government that they're living under and that they are free. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to like now that we know the history of voting and how important it was to the founding fathers, we need to make sure that 
we maintain this importance and that we really emphasize the vitality of voting. So Absolutely. as we're transitioning, you know, into that and recognizing the, vita- the, the vitality of voting, I just want to remind everyone that you are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. We're so excited to have y'all with us today. But yeah, let's just let's really get into the vitality of voting and like the duties and obligations of a citizen in our democratic republic republic because i think it is important to note that with a right comes duties and obligations we have a right to vote but then it is our duty and obligation to fulfill that and you know vote responsibly which we'll touch on later it's a responsibility not only is it a right it's a responsibility exactly and we're gonna just jump into why it's such a responsibility here Mm -hmm. you know as we kind of touched on earlier with citizenship by consent that is our part see we very clearly um, when America was founded, made the transition from a birthright citizenship, which is kind of what citizenship, the concept, was before, to now citizenship by consent, which is like an agreement between the government and the citizen. It actually reminds me a little bit of the Hebrew covenant between Yahweh and the ancient Hebrews, just that agreement, I'll do this, like, I'll give you this as long as you make sure you give this to me. Mm-hmm. And so we have this citizenship by consent. It's, it's called the social contract. Yes. We give up a couple of our rights, like the, the, the right of anarchy. You know, we can't just go do whatever we want. We're going to allow ourselves to be governed. And in turn, they govern us. They, they set the laws in motion. They protect us. Or they protect our property, our life, liberty, property, as John Locke says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so we have this right to do it. And as we touched on earlier, like our founding fathers really stressed this. I mean, we even see with Amendments mm-hmm. 14, 15, 19, and 26, they all discuss uh, yeah. some aspect of voting. That's four of our amendments. Four amendments. Like, you realize how hard it is to get amendments to be passed? Exactly. And there's four of them. If, if it's addressed and protected in multiple places, it must be important. Like, <laughs> you there know, are four, it must be. four amendments that discuss some aspect of voting. I'm pretty sure voting is important, guys. Um, yeah, but voting ensures that every citizen has a say in their government without having to work as a politician or government official. Because mm-hmm. I know politics is not everyone's forte. Right. And, you know, it's not meant to be. But it does ensure that we are all incorporated into that process somehow. Mm-hmm. Because the things, the ballots, that the ballot initiatives that we pass or the elected officials that we elect, it all affects us. Right. And it's important because... Everyone is coming from a different walk of life with different interests in mind, with different reasons of why they're going to vote. And you can't have just one, you know, one one fraction of that voting because that only represents a few people. And so everyone is given the ability to vote and everyone is coming from a different walk of life and has a different thing to say. So um, it's so important. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I see so many people treating it so haphazardly these days and not really treating it like with a seriousness mm-hmm. they don't see it as a, a a gift or a responsibility it's just a thing that you can do mm-hmm. it's like go out and vote like, oh, yeah. yeah and as we discussed like passing an amendment is not easy so it's crazy like after so much work uh to secure everyone the right to vote so many people still don't mm-hmm. i was looking at uh, census.gov which is like you know the official numbers but in the 2020 presidential election we had the highest voter turnout of the 21st century with 66.8 percent of citizens 18 years and older voting in the election and that's directly from census.gov that's 
66.8, and that's the highest percentage. That's so sad. Like, that, if everyone had voted, I just wonder what the election would have been like if mm-hmm. everyone had actually gotten out to vote. And I guarantee you, more than 66.8% of citizens 18 years and older are complaining about how our government's being run. That's right. And the fact is, you have the responsibility and the opportunity to have a say in who gets elected. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just crazy to me how many people will complain about voting and then not go vote themselves or not take it seriously. Mm -hmm. But it really is so important because voting protects our freedom. As I said earlier, this really incorporates the citizens into the system of checks and balances. It stops the government from becoming tyrannical. Like, This is how we protect our freedom. And if we stop treating that seriously and we stop recognizing how important that is, then, you know, we could potentially lose the freedom that our democratic republic secures for us. Yeah. And that is so scary because our nation is founded upon this idea that we have a say in how we're we're governed. And and that is why we've been so successful. And so we need to be taking that responsibly so we're going to get into that in the next segment talking about being well informed understanding the responsibility of voting but for now we're going to take a quick break yeah so we will see y'all after the break Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome back after the break, you guys. You're listening to Fact of Life. We're so glad you're back. Um, Joining us for segment two, we just talked about the history of voting. We talked about the vitality of voting, and now we're going to jump into voting responsibly. What does that mean, to vote responsibly, Maddie Grace? Yeah, exactly. So we need to be taking voting seriously, Mm -hmm. as we talked about with the importance of voting, but also we need to be well-informed. I cannot tell you how many people our age, and really all ages in general that I've talked to, that are just not informed about voting. They don't even look at the candidates before going in to vote. They don't do any research on any of the ballot initiatives or things like that post they're voting on. And so voting responsibly is just being well-informed and taking it seriously. Yeah, that's right. Maddie Grace, you have a wonderful quote here. Fill us in on this. Yeah, so earlier Chloe and I were talking, and it came to me when we were researching about our founding fathers and how much effort they put into this. But our founding fathers did not fight an entire war to secure our freedom just so you could forget to vote. They, they literally gave us the right to vote, to control how we are governed, to control how we're being controlled. You know, like mm-hmm. they, they gave us that ability and that right. I mean, these men risked their entire livelihoods. They fought a war that they should not, like logistically, they were going up against one of the greatest nations in the world, just like power-wise. They risked all of that to secure our freedom, something they believe so strongly for. And here people are forgetting to vote, forgetting to be informed before they vote, and treating it so haphazardly. It is quite honestly appalling. It, like, it's it disgusts appalling. me. 
It's horrible. And not even that now. Our voting is being attacked. Now we have open borders where people can walk in, grab a ballot, walk in, do whatever they want. Um, it's There's no voter voter ID. And I know a lot of people, are. there's a huge controversy around voter ID laws and voting and what that means um, and, and how that could affect voting. But there's there's no there's no protection of voting. Um, there's ambiguous voter guides for referendums. And I also want to point out here, we're not talking about just presidential elections or elections for your representatives. There are elections all of the time for referendums when they're trying to, when people have, have um, made an uproar about a specific law or um, something that has been passed and they're not happy with it. And so there's a referendum that comes out. You can vote on these issues there's, there's so much to be aware of and that's going on that you have a say in. Exactly. I think what people don't <laughs> realize is how important voting in your local and state elections are. I yeah. mean, we have these federal elections and even sometimes state elections so widely broadcasted. People pay all these ads. You know, it's treated as this is what you should care about. And you should care about it. You really should. But if you look at, like, the voter turnouts for local elections... It is so minuscule when really these local elections, these officials and these things you're voting on, they're the ones that most directly affect you. Yeah. And and voting for your local cities is going to impact how that city reacts to the entire county. The entire county elections are going to affect the entire city. The entire city elections are going to affect your state elections and your state elections affect the presidential election. And it starts from the very beginning and from voting for your the city council and voting for your mayor, voting for um, things in your city that directly affect you. Those are the ones that are going to actually have a, uh, an impact in your life. You know, your life may not change a whole lot when um, a new representative is elected or um, it could change quite a bit, I guess, with a different president. But um directly relating to you and the property you live on and the road you live on that is controlled by your city and your county your county and that's important exactly and it's so important as chloe said just a few minutes ago that we protect this right to vote as she said like with open borders and we have illegal immigrants coming across it's i think we touched on this in a previous segment in a previous episode but it's it's important that the people who are voting are people who have engaged in this social contract, mm-hmm. in this consensual citizenship. Mm-hmm. Because if they're just coming in and we have illegal immigrants coming in, not partaking in this contract, this consensual citizenship, it really, like, our relationship with them becomes tyrannical, like, on their part. We mm-hmm. talked about this in my U.S. Constitution class. I know we've talked about it on this on this, um, this segment before. But it is so important that immigrants when coming in understand our country and understand the like concepts that we that we stand on and so when you have people coming in here illegally mm-hmm. and they are dictating the terms of our relationship without our consent that is tyranny like in mm-hmm. no simpler way that is tyranny yeah it's it's scary to see that voting is being so um, attacked but also just looked at so nonchalantly like it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal voting is the single greatest what like the single greatest right we have because 
we have the power to to get people out of office that we don't like that are not affecting um, freedom and protecting the other other freedoms and liberties that we have the other rights not protecting our first and second amendments you know not protecting the rest of them and and not fighting for the the freedoms that we hold dear uh, we have the power to get them out mm-hmm. yeah as we read with the Declaration of Independence earlier but it says quote governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed end quote but I mean it's just so important I know this past weekend we had fall break up here at Hillsdale College and I went home and I got to go get my absentee ballot for voting this November and that was so fun they gave me a packet that detailed all of the different initiatives we'd be voting on it gave information from both sides and it was so informative and I just wonder how many people actually read that booklet I know I put it in my backpack brought read it some in the airport um definitely going to read all of that all the way through do my own research before I fill out that ballot and send it in but I mean this is how we show our consent and we have these resources. They may not be as plentiful as they should be mm-hmm. in helping us be informed. But if you really seek them out, they're there. They are definitely there. They're there. And even by doing your own research of, of a candidate, you can tell, I mean, you know, what their policies are, what their their history has been, and how the, the stuff that they've done in the past is going to affect how they will work in the future. But um, there's a quote from John Adams here. He says, It becomes necessary for every citizen then to be in some degree a statesman and to examine and judge for himself the tendency of political principles and measures. We're not saying here that everyone has to jump into politics, be totally involved with the process, be, um, you know, avidly pursuing that. We understand, like, that's not everyone's passion. And while Maddie Grace and I may feel like that's something that we do really feel passionate about, like, we understand. I mean, everyone has a different walk of life. But the important thing to note is that it is, always important to understand what is going on and and why and 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 what's going on in the election and who what voting for um what voting for someone is going to do and affect how you live that is important for each and every man to examine and judge for himself the tendency of political principles and measures that's why we've been talking about education and the importance of a liberal education because it gives you a wide frame of reference to make decisions to be able to critically understand um, what some candidates are doing and what they are uh, going to enact when they're in office and how they're going to protect or not protect your freedoms. And that's super, super important. Yeah, precisely. I mean, we live in a democratic republic, and this is, as John, as John Adams said, it becomes necessary for every citizen. It's part of that consensual agreement that we keep bringing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get these rights secured by a government that is attempting to be one of the most free and best ones that we've seen so far in history. And your responsibility for that is to do a little research and go into your city hall and vote. I mean, politics may not be for everyone, but voting definitely should be. Absolutely. I completely agree. Voting is so, so important. Um, Yeah, I would like to touch really quickly on something I think is often overlooked. But a lot of times when we think of voting, we think of voting like for candidates. Mm -hmm. But what a lot of people forget to think about is actually voting for like different ballot initiatives. I know they call it something a little different wherever you're from. But um, 
those are really important too. I know a yeah. few years ago back home uh, there was a people you know people can sometimes try to trick you with their ballot initiative name and I know there was one it was called something like the term limit something and but it was called like the term limit initiative and um what what happened was is a lot of people saw that and thought oh yes we're in favor of term limits and so they voted yes on it but when you actually read what it was saying um it was extending term limits and so you have this like little tricky thing that people have sometimes because they they name their ballot initiative something tricky and then people will vote and it'll pass when it's really not even something they want so you need to make sure that you're doing research on these initiatives these candidates and things before you go in so you're not just tricked with whenever you see a title and like oh yes let me just judge it by the title you don't know what it actually what it actually is saying right and even like a yes or no type of thing uh, there was a, a referendum and a ballot initiative in washington state where i'm from and it had to do with education and having um, parents having control um and and what they could teach in in the schools and um i can't remember actually which way you should have voted now but i remember that everyone thought it was the opposite like mm-hmm. they thought you should vote um no on it because they're like no we don't want critical race theory in schools we don't want you know the parents do not have control but that's not what it meant and they should have voted yes Mm. so it's just like it's so important to understand what you're voting on yeah and I think like sticking with that subject of education it this really should it needs to be taught in schools because you do have a lot of you know seniors in high school I was 18 when I turned 18 I was a senior in high school you have in some places these high schoolers voting for the first time and even if they're not voting for the first time they will vote eventually so i really do think it's important that how to be an informed and responsible voter should be taught i mean not every citizen will become an engineer or a teacher Mm -hmm. or um insert any job but every every student will be a citizen of the united states and consequently it is their responsibility and right to vote. And so I think that is one of those things that should be taught. It should be touched on more in schools mm-hmm. um, because it's going to be something that every student encounters. Right. Um, there's a there's a quote um, from Thucydides. I think I actually mentioned, maybe not this specific quote, but one of them in our first episode. But um, Thucydides is a guy in ancient Athens, and he was speaking to a group of people Um, after a great battle and he's kind of going over the greatness of the of their their city of their government and he was taking pride in it Um, and he was talking about what they held dear as a as a citizenship and um, he says an open open quote here we do not say that a man who takes no interest in politics is a man who minds his own business we say that he has no business here at all I just thought that was such an interesting quote. He's saying like, um, like people who don't take an interest in politics, like they're just minding their own business. They're doing whatever they want. They said, no, he has no business here at all. We want people, we want citizens who are going to be invested in our, in, in the government of the people. And they're, they're going to be uh, exercising a responsibility to their community. Um, I just thought that was such an interesting, interesting quote. He said, we Athenians in our own persons take our decisions on policy or submit them to proper discussions. Um, 
they, they, he said, the worst thing is to run into an action before the consequences have been properly debated. You don't just rush into a ballot, throw something on there because of the names, or just don't vote in general. Um, you vote after you have understood the consequences of what that voting does. Yeah, exactly. You know, as any student of any school will know, when you have a test coming up, you study hard for it. That's right. In, in a, because you want a good grade on that. Because you know how much ever you study into it, you'll get a better grade on it. Well, it in a weird way, it, it works the same with voting. However much you study beforehand, however you study and make sure you choose the right answers... I mean, it's not a number grade that'll go into your GPA, but it's a consequence of your life that will happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a weird analogy there, but it's interesting how people will spend so long studying for a test or working on a project for work um, for a job or a school that they may leave in a few years. But most people are never going to leave our country. But yeah, it's, cra it's, it's cool to look back and see people... Um, so long ago, like you were reading here, pointing out these necessary things, these necessary things that we are still instituting to this day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I And I, I love this here, too. There's another quote that he talks about later on in his speech. Um, and, and he's speaking of Athens here. He says, our constitution is called a democracy because power is in the hands of not a minority, but of the whole people. When it is a question of settling private disputes, everyone is equal before the law. When it is a question of putting one person before another in positions of public responsibility, what counts is not membership of a particular class, but the actual ability which the man possesses. You don't vote based upon anything but the actual ability which the man possesses, what they're going to do for your country, what they're going to do for your freedoms, um, and how they're going to... Uh, protect you um there's just this beautiful quote from samuel adams um talking about voting he says let each citizen remember at the moment he is offering his vote that he's not making a present or a compliment to please an individual or at least that he ought not to do so but that he is executing one of the most solemn trusts in human society for which he is accountable to god and his country it's a responsibility to vote it's a solemn thing that you're accountable to God and your country for, like um, being responsible, choosing the people that are going to enact good and safe laws, that are going to uphold freedom, that are going to allow you to have religious freedom and, um, and live, live in such a way that you can raise your kids um, to follow Christ and to be good citizens. It's just so, so important. Yeah. I mean, religious freedom, it was, it was, um, protected in the Constitution. It reminds me of one of the ballot initiatives in Arkansas right now trying to protect religious freedom, which is already protected by the United States Constitution and the Arkansas Constitution, which is interesting. It's a little repetitive there. Um, but yeah, it's so it's so neat because from the very beginning, that was something that our founders wanted to protect is our right to relig religious freedom and voting is definitely a way we can do that. Um, for those of you who are just now tuning in, this is Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson, and you are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. But yeah, guys, as we talked about in the first episode, we vote for candidates for the policies, not if they are a man or a woman or a specific ethnicity. I mean, you just, you can't vote that way. And mm -hmm. I think so many people do voting um, for President Biden and Vice President Harris because, oh, like, we get our first um, 
not only our first female, but first African-American female in off mm-hmm. in as the vice president office, which is definitely like a cool milestone. But as we touched on in the first episode, that is not the reason you should be electing in office. And honestly, like that's kind of disrespectful to, vi- to Vice President Harris, because mm-hmm. if I were her, I know I would want to be put in that position because of how people think I could do the job, not because right. of the way I look. Exactly. Not that because of the way I look or because I'm just a woman. Like, I, I want to be respected for the, something that I can bring to the table, not for just something that, like, happened to me and I can't really control. Exactly. And that, that all ties into voting responsibly because you there are people who go in and they don't know anything about the people they're voting for before they go in. But then there are also people who do, and they vote like this just because of the gender or race or in ethnicity anything of the of the candidate not because of their policies which this person is running because of their policies so know their policies mm-hmm. and it, I mean, it reminds me of president joe biden he people a lot of people voted for him because he was the 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 nicer option you know he um he was you know that, that's what they said was he was the the nicer option because where, he wouldn't like make mean tweets exactly like that's what great criteria i know like, so important to ruling a nation, you know, not ruling exactly. a nation, protecting a nation, governing a Serving. nation. Serving. Serving a nation. That's so right. Um, there, uh, Ali Beth Stuckey, um, wonderful oh. woman, an amazing podcast. I love this. Um, highly recommend. But something she says all the time is politics matter because policies matter because people matter. Mm. Every, everything that happens in politics is going to affect people somehow. The politics matter because the policies matter because they affect the people. People matter. Their their real life um, concerns, the the things that they're running up against, their freedoms, those matter. And because of that, the policies that are going to affect them matter. And because of that, the people that you elect, the politics of it all matters. Um, it, it, it all matters. And it's so, so important to understand, to do your research, to dive in, to understand what's going on in this election, what do I need to vote for? What do I need to be taking responsibility and keeping my government accountable for? Yes, it is vital for us as American citizens to take voting seriously. Mm-hmm. And guys, you know, there are plenty of guides to help you vote for good candidates and good ballot initiatives. I know right. you could probably go to your local county clerk's office. They might have some stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go to different websites. Um, there's one I have listed here for those Washingtonians out there. Um, from my home state, uh, something called We Believe We Vote, fantastic website that I highly recommend. They have a great insight into um, candidates and and how they're voting, especially for things like abortion and mm-hmm. um, maybe moral things. Yeah. But and you can find a lot just by googling. So definitely, Absolutely. if you're looking, you can find that information. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a great great segment today, guys. We've really enjoyed discussing this. As always, if you have any questions or just want to reach out, you can email us at factoflifepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is factoflifepodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find your podcasts. Right. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. As always, my name is Chloe Noller. I'm Maddie Grace Watson. And and we we approve of this this message. message.